Ladies and gentlemen, we have got an amazing announcement for you. We are so excited to introduce a brand new magazine called Andrew, Andrew Magazine. It is brand stinking new. It'll be published six times a year. And there are some phenomenal articles and some phenomenal writers that are writing. In fact, one of them actually is Tanya Joy Gibson. Tanya wrote her first published article and it's called Alternative Universe. And it really is about Hollywood. It's about what's going on. This patriotic movement today, those who love the country of the United States and they want to preserve the Constitution, they want to preserve a way of life, biblical standards that we've grown up with. This is a magazine that's about Americana. It's the people's voice. The Republic has been flipped. And if you see that R, turn around, something great is happening in Amen. the Republic. There's some top, top patriots that have written in this magazine. It is a gorgeous magazine. It's like a book. It's like a commemorative magazine, really and truly. Really and is. you can get this at andrewmagazine.com. They can subscribe. There is a discount to go right now. We're offering a promo that they can get, I think, 20% off. If they order 12 editions instead of six, if they order for the next two years, they get an even bigger discount. Go right now to andrewmagazine.com. Go in there right now. If you're watching or listening, andrewmagazine.com. Go right now, get yourself subscribed and signed up. We will have more on this to come, but you do not want to miss this point in history. God bless y'all. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us today. I have a question for you. Do you believe that the word was true when it said that we are called to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils? Freely you have received, it says, so freely give. Well, this afternoon we've got Pastor Casper McLeod. He's not only a pastor, he's not only a recording artist and a singer and a songwriter and an author, he also was brought back to life by the power of God. You're going to hear his story, and it's going to inspire you. Thanks for joining. I'm Tanya Joy. This is The Tanya Joy Show, and we will be right back. Okay, well, we weren't shocked. Now, welcome back to the show. You as well. I'm so excited to have you both on the show. And I know we had such good uh, feedback and reception. General Flynn, what jo an honor. Joshua, Joshua tracked me down in a big tent of about 4,000 people. How are you? I am feeling so great. Hello, everybody. Thank God I am wonderfully great. Hello. Thank you very much. Because... What is prayer? I'm just Jewish, you know what I mean? And I'm thrilled to be here with the two of you. <laughs> Me too. It's like and that's who these crazies, these evil ones. It is. You said it right. Good job. Perfect. We are the Gibson sisters. We are so excited to have them on with us on Resistance Chicks today. Good morning, it's time to ride. These people that get higher up, how sometimes I've thought these are glory days and not gloomy days. Like, I love that, huh? <laughs> you know, you know, and it kind of works. Awesome about the tour is people like you. Good. I love the applause, that's cool. <laughs> there we go. Thank Hi, Joy. Everybody, welcome. We are so excited. Are you ready to get the show on the road? Let's go. Hey friends, 
You already know the answer to this, but we'll ask you anyway. If you stay away from your favorite junk food for a month and then go back to supersizing it, will your health improve? Well, that's the thing about change. To change, we have to be as consistent as possible. And when we go back to an old habit, it's not the end of the world. We just get back at the new habit. Before you know it, real transformation is evident to you and others. That's why we offer a bunch of helpful bonuses when you subscribe to Kingdom Fuel. Kingdom Fuel is our complete nutritional meal shake. It's the simple start to a transformed life. And we'll auto-ship every month so you don't run out. You'll receive two free shaker cups, free access to our video courses, and a monthly call with us filled with practical inspiration. Just see the link below or on your screen and subscribe today. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, political instability. All of these can have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. But they can also cause gold and silver to go up. Hi, this is Dr. Kirk Elliott. Buy gold, buy silver, buy now, but buyer beware. Precious metals companies are not created equal. As a PhD economist, I have been in the financial, economic, and precious metals business for three decades. The philosophy of my firm is people over profit. I encourage you to read my bio to learn more about me at kirkelliottphd.com. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, 401k, and outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets any longer. Call 720-605-3900 or visit KirkElliottPhD.com. As our audience knows, uh, we don't do it. We don't promote anything unless it works. I fell off a ladder, fell down on, the, on my leg, opened it up, and there was great pain in it. So I, I, I used the patch and immediately it went away. No pain. Backed by scientific research and rigorous lab testing, even people who have suffered for decades are getting amazing results. We now have hundreds of testimonials for pain relief, allergy relief, anti-anxiety, brain boost, keto boost, and many other solutions, all with zero drugs and no side effects. Quantum is simply about two things. One, intentions, as a man thinketh, so he is. And two, renewing your mind with the word of God. This unique yet potent multisensory approach is powerful, and it works. The patch provides the touch, and the included prayer guide uses your sight, speech, and hearing to utilize the senses God gave you. That's the quantum effect. Are you ready to experience the quantum effect? Go to QEstrong.com and use code B4A at checkout. Welcome back, everybody. We are so excited to have Pastor Casper McLeod with us today. He is a virtuoso guitarist, singer, songwriter, recording artist, acclaimed portrait artist, equestrian, ordained minister, and best-selling author of several books. His book, What Was I Thinking?, gives profound insights from a biblical perspective of epigenetics into how our thoughts are actually created and how they affect our lives and our bodies. We're going to talk about his new album, his new book, and all sorts of things. So let's welcome him on in. Hello. How are you today? Sister Tanya, it's delighted to be with you. Well, I am so excited to get to know you and just in the in the back green room getting to talk to you for a few minutes and hearing all these things that you have known and done is just amazing. So let's start with a backstory for my audience who maybe doesn't know who you are and share 
whatever you want is your backstory. How did you get here? How did God bring you to where you are now? Um, I, something really, you know, as you mentioned in the intro, I mean, I, it was a very significant moment for me to realize God was still doing and performing miracles. So um, I was actually playing with some friends of mine called the Newsboys, a Christian band. Yeah, I remember the Newsboys. Um, it was in the 90s, and I, we just played in front of 10,000 people. And I walked off stage and ended up in ER, and they told me I was going to die from incurable heart disease. Wow. And so Peter Fuller's is lead vocalist with the band. He actually used to be the drummer. He, um, I mean, the whole band, you know, was praying for me. And Peter told me how he, his dad was a, a, a his dad was a minister in uh, in Australia, and he prayed for a blind man, and his blind man got his vision back. So that sent me on a journey, and uh, just about that time, um, I'd uh, a friend of mine, it's a, a missionary, sent me because I'm quite questioning. You know, the churches I was in, no, I mean, you might pray for, you know, a cold or something, but no, don't ask God for big things. He's busy, you know, running the universe. Yeah. So. Uh, a friend of mine uh, as a missionary it, um, had these two missionaries. One was an American and the other was um, an African. And he, like in Africa, you go to Bible school, basically just shop with whatever you wear and that's all you got. And so they, they were on a mission trip in Africa and they came across this dead woman named Rosa. And, uh, you know, she was in her early 20s and she died in the all morning. And so they decided to pray for her. See if God would raise her from the dead. And the American pastors come in like, I'll pray for like five minutes. If God doesn't do something, then he's not in it, obviously. Kind of reminds me of the Smith Wigglesworth stories, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I just, I just came back from England um, a few weeks back and uh, I'd met Smith Wigglesworth, great granddaughter Lillian Defin. Uh, we were in the church where Smith used to. Um, okay, do you know Lillian Defin? Yeah, yeah. We, we prayed together and had a lovely chat. So um, the craziest thing, I went to ministry school with her son, Jonathan. Uh, yeah. He was one of my dearest friends, dearest buddies, and so sad. He's in heaven now. Uh, but um, that's so funny. What a small world. I didn't realize you were connected to them, too. Yeah, it was amazing to stand in the same place with Smith Wigglesworth because I'd read every book I could on him, John G. Lake, all those great healing evangelists. years, you know, back in probably the 80s. Yeah. Just to stand, you know, in the same spot where he was preaching was amazing for me. Um, so my, my um, friend, the, the missionary's name is Seth Barnes. And um, I wrote about this in a book, one of my first books. I never actually meant to be a paperback writer, especially with my accent. But um, <laughs> so he tells me that, you know, the, the African pastor started praying for this dead woman, Rosa, and he didn't give up. And I guess he prayed for, you know, a day or two as I recall, and the dead woman came back to life. Well, then the entire village got saved. God doesn't do like frivolous, you know, miracles, right? Right. Um, the entire village just got saved. And so I'm thinking like, this is outstanding. You know, it's like, wow, mind boggling. And then I used to hang out at a castle in Wales. Well, if people come visit, you know, we'd go to Wales and, and uh, there's this Castle Conway. And I discovered a story of doing research but a little boy named Roger fell off the castle wall. Like, it was like the 1500s. And, um, it's a long time since I shared this, so don't quote me on that. But I think it was around the 1500s. And 
they found him in the morning. He's quite dead. He's two years old. He's dead. And so they, the crowners, which now are called corners, mm-hmm. uh, signed a death certificate. And this Christian, I think his name was John Wyman, came along and said, God, pray for him. So you can do whatever you like. He's dead. So he prays and the little boy comes back to life and in the name of Jesus. And uh, after an, you know an hour or so, I mean, he's up and playing and uh, like nothing ever happened except a little scratch. They couldn't even tell there was a you know an incident like that i mean now we got like all kinds of new death experiences from all sorts of people so i did a lot of research on um this sort of thing and i i have a, a friend of mine a medical doctor from zimbabwe i'd work with named dr michelle strymon and uh, i taught a lot of the same stuff that she's been teaching so we kind of came together you know i don't know it's way over a decade ago on uh, she just come up with a, a new book, which is like a thousand pages, really tearing it down, like how this happens and what we could do about it. So basically, in a nutshell, we all have pre-existing memories and then how they engage, you know, like maybe with the spirit of bitterness or spirit of fear mm-hmm. or any of those things that God didn't give you, right? And doesn't mm-hmm. want you going to bed, at least the root of bitterness spring up, many be defiled, going to, fearing anything, right? God didn't give us spirit of fear, but a love power and a soul mind. So when you entertain ungodly thinking and releases a toxic chemical in your body, and so on that poison memory, there's spikes, just like, you know, we've been hearing about fangs of a snake with like our friend, Dr. Artis. And right. the, the poisonous thoughts dominate your life. Now, every time you think those poisonous memories that you've built in your know, brain, according to the image of the kingdom of darkness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're not doing this according to God's word. Then so they're reinactivated and then they're stimulated and they release a venom. Um, the poisonous chemicals that causes diseases. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's pretty much you know, how that works. And if we understand that, um, we can do something about it. I mean, it's kind of like um, right now, there's a, a lot of people you know, having issues with high blood pressure. It's because behind that is a spirit of fear. Behind allergies is basically a spirit of fear. We back-engineered allergies and we could show from the scripture from medical science, from biology. That's what's behind it. That's why it's it's you know being activated. From um, allergies, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I've wrote about that in my book, What Was I Thinking? In fact, um, this past weekend, I was with Dr. Judy Mikovits. And- yes, she's another good friend, yeah. Yeah, well, Dr. Judy spoke at our church, the Upper Room Fellowship, this past weekend, and uh, um, she, well, actually, at this, the little conference with um, Mickey Willis, she she walked up because um, we actually hadn't met in person yet. We've been friends for a while. And she walked out and she said, you know, I read Pastor McLeod's book. He's in the audience tonight and uh, it changed my life. And I, you all need wow. to get a copy. So. Wow, that's amazing. That's fantastic. There, so you how did you start? Uh, so you you understood this journey of the way all of this works right and now but you're also a musician right. and now you're how long have you been pastoring um i got ordained in, in 2001 okay so in a while and i i should admit to this too i i quit med school my first day so um i realized i didn't really want to do that i was only there because my girlfriend from new zealand was an intern and was kind of pushing me into doing that and i walked in the cadaver class and I walked right back out and went, I don't want to do this. I want to play in a rock and roll band. See you later. Bye, everyone. So 
Wow. And so then did you go, then you went from there and you went into music for many years? Yeah, I, I played classical. So they gave me an edge, um, you know, with like a lot of the rock musicians because I could play stuff that, you know, they didn't have any clue how to do yeah. at the time. And I've got to play with some, you know, legendary artists over the years. So it was, um, you know, I, I was on a major label and I don't know. I thought that's what I wanted to do, but um, one of my friends let me into Salvation and I realized, you know, there's something much more important to do with music. It's all for the glory of God. So yeah. I had a, um, my my producer was the CEO of Atlantic Armadurtic and he really wow. only worked with um, Led Zeppelin, Yes, Rolling Stones, okay. Aretha Franklin. And he, he called me into his office one day and said the guitarist from Yes, Steve All didn't want to rejoin and that I was the top candidate in the world. They want me to you know, replace them. And I'm going, yes, I want to do it. I, I love the music. And then my management said no. And I said yes. And there was a tug of war and you know, I didn't get to play with them. So um, <laughs> at, at some point, I just, want, I just want to go play for the Lord. I'm not going to do this anymore. Um, yeah. That's what I've been doing ever since. And so now at your church, so now you're pastoring. But before that, tell this story so you, so you collapse right and then this pastor prays for you yeah did you see heaven did you have one of those experiences like some people do where you saw the lord or anything i did i did have an out-of-body experience um what what had happened is i i started to the i found this church that was you know teaching about the spiritual roots of diseases and they were seeing a lot of people healed unfortunately i think like with any great move of god the enemy sends in reinforcements, does whatever he can to bring in occultism, destroy whatever work is going on there. So sometimes you might have a, you know, a genuine move of God in the front of the sanctuary and occultism going on in the back. Uh, it's not that the church isn't there anymore, so I'm not going to mention who they are. Mm -hmm. um, but at the time, it was one of the you know best churches going. It was, it was the most uh, accurate model, I think, of what the first century church really was like. Wow. And so they taught me a lot about what was going on. And I, I'd already studied a lot of like Derek Prince's work. He's brilliant. Mm -hmm. And he was yeah. one of the heroes of the faith, still is. And so, I, you know, I started having some ideas like, well, if I meditate on the word of God day and night, because that's what Derek Prince had told me in, in a book I read. And um, he, he was a good friend of my friend, Phil Keggy's, um, one of my mentors. So. I, I'll just do it, you know, take the word of God like medicine. So I was doing that and the church I was attending at the time called me in. I was a worship leader there and he said, God has spoken to us and we we need to make you a, a pastor. Wow. And so I was thinking, well, I'm going to die anyways. You know, I might as well die serving God. And so um, I went through, jumped through all the hoops to, to get ordained. And a week, which um, was a week after I got ordained, I... The doctor I um, was working with was a doctor named Terry Allen at the Fitz Center in Montgomery, Alabama. So it's quite a drive for me um, go to see her. But she worked with me, um, really went out on a limb to help me on uh, Amazing Woman of God. So she weaned me off all the dangerous medicines. They said, you know, once you start taking this, you can never come off it. That's not the lie, the pharmaceutical. The, the medical institute is so broken, I don't even think it could be fixed anymore. Yeah. But, you know, God's still doing mending broken hearts. Yeah. So um, long story short, I, the church where I was learning a lot of this asked me to come down and share my testimony. My doctor came with a mom 
and the the praise band found out they asked me if i'd come play some music you know play my originals and then share my testimony i got healed got off all medications and so it was the third of july uh, 2001 and um as the the praise band asked me if i would sit in with them i'm thinking like i don't know your music but why not you know sure. like, you got this virtuoso you know reputation come play with us so I'm playing with them, and all of a sudden, my heart started beating like 300 beats per minute. It's not designed to do that. And I heard mm -hmm. an audible, audible voice say, if you get off the altar now, you won't be healed. I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, I was already healed. And, you know, as amazing as that is to hear a voice, just like we're speaking now. Um, and and so I start playing, and half the band heard this and half the band didn't. It was like the Shekinah glory of God was there. Yeah. And so... I stopped playing and so some of the people in the praise band were turning around going wow you know what's mcleod doing now that's amazing on guitar oh wait he's not playing at all he's just standing there and where was this at what church it, it was a church down in uh, south georgia oh okay so i didn't know what to do can you interrupt in the middle of praise and worship and go and i think i'm having a crisis i didn't know what yeah. to do but my doctor was sitting with a mom who happened to be from england in the front row so i i <clears throat> I walked off the stage and just, you know, up until then, I think guitars were like an, an extra appendage for me. Mm -hmm. And so I just let go of my, my instrument. I walked off. And so, you know, Dr. Terry knew something was wrong. And I sat down. There was an empty chair next to her. And um, she took my pulse and she looked at me and said, uh, well, we've tried medicine. Now we're just going to have to trust God. The other part of that equation, she told me later, was, you know, we were like 45 minutes to the nearest ER. <laughs> And she didn't think I'd make it that far. So, um, wow. so the pastor was like, um, you know, he, obviously I wasn't going with the plan. And uh, he was just like, I'll deal with you later. So I'm yeah. sitting there, she's taking my pulse every other minute. And I'm just thinking, you know, what's going to happen to my wife and kids? I'm going like, well, you know, there's a time delineation. We'll be together again in a moment. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to fear this thing. I refuse to fear. What's the worst thing that happened? I die and I go be with the Lord and day of resurrection, I get a glorified body. Mm -hmm. So um, I know God will provide for the wife and kids. And uh, as difficult as that might have been. And uh, so he's preaching a message and near the end, he's winding down. Dr. Terry goes, you really need him to pray for you. So we're only a few feet away. I remember it was like a clear um, plexiglass uh, pulpit. I'm standing there and the pastor looks at me and goes, you know, you're healed. I'm thinking, I don't feel healed right now. And he starts talking about memes and memories. And there was a nurse that happened to be there named Anita. And she's kind of like pulling on his shirt, you know, his, his coat and, and going, pastor, do something. Because she's like watching my eyes. I guess she figured out I'm not checking out. Something's and, not right. Yeah. And then I, I just remember falling for a moment. And my body's on the ground, but I'm still standing intact. I'm thinking, well, how's that possible? <clears throat> Excuse me. And then I had this, um, you know, amazing outer body experience where I saw the pastor speaking, but language no longer made sense. Yeah. And, and he was speaking to something sinister. And then they just vanished. You know, in the name of Jesus, they just vanished. And then there's this angelic presence. And then I saw everything from... Uh, you know, like a, one of those times where you go to the stadium and, you know, you can see like all kinds of stuff going on with the camera and zooms in. But I just saw 
the pastor in Dr. Terry, and she's going like, how did you do that? And he's going, I didn't do that. God did that. I asked it in Jesus' name, and he did that. Well, I told them that story later, and they well, you didn't have a heartbeat when that happened. So. <laughs> wow, but you saw it all. Yeah, I saw it. Um, so I came back, uh, I opened my eyes, and I'm, I'm like, why am I on the ground, and why are these people around me? And I, I said, my first words were, what happened? And Dr. Terry leans in close and goes, well, that was spiritual warfare. And then she goes, well, your heart stopped beating. I'm thinking, like, trying to process what's going on. And yeah. the pastor's talking about memes and tissue memory. I'm going, like, can I have a moment? So then the next morning, I ended up praying for Dr. Terry's mom. And um, the Lord told me to pray for her. They'd be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And uh, wow. I... I was like, you know, I've been ordained the whole week now. So I was like, well, don't I have to teach a couple hours first? And he's like, pray for her. So I go, do you want to get baptized in the Holy Spirit? I didn't tell her anything about it. I just started praying for her. And she's like a, kind of upper middle class English woman. You know, you don't show emotions. And all of a sudden, tears are running down her face. And all of a sudden, she starts speaking in another language. And um, Wow. And what I didn't know is she had tumors in her body that vanished at that moment. And I've been seeing miraculous stuff ever since. Wow. Incredible. And that was 2001. That was 2001. And so now you've, and then how long after that was when you started pastoring your own church? Uh, I think that was probably about 2008 when we went official on that. I, I was like mostly just, you know, out on the road doing concerts and things. So, and then um, this medical um, doctor asked me if I would speak at his medical office. And he had an up, upper room, up the top floor, and somebody with cancer left without it that day. And they said, Can you come back next week? And then wow. before I knew it, we had a church, you know, that's why we were called the upper room. And then on top of that, you saw what was coming you, you know like you were mentioning in the green oh, room yeah. yeah you knew you saw how was that the lord just showing you or how was how did that come about yeah it was um i met um a guy named dr la malzuli and i've been talking about nephilim and the whole ufo thing i had a friend in england i was trying to get him to understand that these were not what they appeared to be um, i think we're looking at demonic entities and yes and so the more I, I, they didn't, they would show things in Europe that they wouldn't show here. You, you, it would be news. Really? Fight. Like what? Like, you know, footage of UFOs and stuff, but they wouldn't ever show it here. And so yeah. I, I ended up working with Marzulli as a staff writer for his magazine for a bit. And we did some expositions together on, uh, he pretty much pushed me into doing podcasts and um, writing more books as, as it were. Um, so that's how that happened. Wow. And, um, so my book in um, Unmasking the Future was, I was do, uh, doing a show with uh, Dr. Kerry Maday and they introduced me as um, having written about all the things you see happening now a decade ago. Um, so it's just, you know, I, I remember in, um, I was doing a conference for here, the Welchman in Dallas, Texas. And I, yeah. before I started my presentation, I looked at everybody, there's a lot of people there, and I went, I see a great shaking coming. This is like 2016. I see a great shaking coming. It's going to be so great that the entire world is going to go into hiding in their homes. 
And I'm thinking, like, Lord, why did I just say that? Because I, you know, I wasn't planning on saying that. Yeah. And it just sort of came out. So, Christmas, Steve Strang at Christmas Magazine, it's, uh, you know, said I was a, a prophet. I make no claim to be. But, you know, I, I do get a word here and there. So, wow, that's incredible. And, and so you saw. I mean, it's just incredible. But again, I love how you st stated earlier, you know, you basically just meditated on the word. You know, you, you just started meditating day and night on the word of God. And out of that comes relationship. And out of that comes the Lord showing you things that other people haven't seen. So share, I mean, I, I'm always fascinated because especially the days we're in with the Nephilim. And I think that, you know, well, obviously we're in the days of like being like Noah so what are you and i saw some of your stuff on your website it, you speak about this at church it looks like what are you seeing what are you speaking and, and teaching and telling kind of your congregation about all of that in the days that we're in right now i i've been sharing with my church trying to prepare them you know prophecy is not to scare you it's to help prepare you for what's coming so you don't be scared about it because it says in men's heart uh, failing for the fear of things that are coming on this world um, we just came up with a book called Solutions I did with my friend Dr. Carrie Marday and Dr. Sherry Tampany and Dr. Mm -hmm. Lee Barrett and um, several other, Dr. Mike Spaulding and uh, Derek Gilbert, who's another good friend, um, probably forgetting a few people. Mike Sullivan is in there from UK. And so, the, you know, the bottom line is Revelation 12, 11. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They love not their lives unto death. If we could just do that one scripture, we'd be all right, because then you wouldn't comply. You wouldn't go along with the insane, uh, this insanity and the, the, these mm. ridiculous mandates from the Gates of Hell Foundation and, and expose it. So I, a lot of times in the music, I found I can, I can sing about something, but if I talk about it, I get the platform. But, you know, I, I sang a song about nanobots and it's still out there as far as I know. Wow. And the, the, so the album is, you know, there are lots of uh, messages in the songs that do encourage. It's somebody had written to me not long ago. This, they saw me for the first time. They, they'd never heard me speak or, or play with, the, you know, the band. And they got one of our albums and it changed their life. They changed their kid's life and it, it gave them strength to carry on instead of walking around in fear of what's going to happen next. Yeah. Wow. And the, are those on now your new album? Let's be sure we talk about your new album. Um, I'm going to share the screen so that everybody can see. Um, but let me get over here. So your your new album does, is just higher frequencies, which I love because the frequencies, I think that's a new thing that Christians are finally starting. It's not a new thing, but I think Christians are finally starting to embrace it and understand. So share, what is this album uh, like, um, you know, I found that um, after Kerry Midday, I was waiting for her to. Uh, my wife and I were waiting for her to go to a party, retirement party for one of her friends that was a, a captain for Delta, and she didn't show up. And thinking like, well, that's just like like her. I've been, you know, I've known her for years, and she's kind of usually comes in if we you know, do an event at seven, she might show up at a quarter to seven, but that's just who she is, and that's fine. She does show up right on time. This was, you know, like something's terribly wrong. I just knew my spirit because she's not mm -hmm. answering the phone, the text. And so she was in that crash. 
And, um, oh, wow. Yeah. I was with her in ICU being clergy. I was like allowed to come in. So I was there to pray with her as soon as she got out of surgery. Wow. And so her parents came in and they saw the album sitting in the widget just come out, um, walking in authority and her pictures on it. So they started asking me, you know, could we hear it? So we're, we had an hour drive and we're playing the album and her parents are going, looking at me and I'm, I'm thinking like all these songs I wrote were I think coming out of the conversations I had with Dr. Carey. Wow. So, so did higher frequencies, you know, all frequencies belong to the Lord. We got people telling me, you know, you, you got to play the certain frequency for healing frequency. And I'm going, they're, they're all God's frequencies. Everything the new age has, they stole. And, you know, they, the, the devil can't do anything. He just tries to counterfeit. That's right. Yeah. So um, the first song opens up asking the question, you know, what do you see the future to be? You know, what's it, what it going to be eventually? And, uh, you know, coming out of Babylon, I think we're living in Babylon at the moment. Yeah. So, um, sure would it, look like it. Yeah, it kind of just evolves from that. Um, there's a, a bit of a variety on there. Um, there was an instrumental that I did with my violinist. She's my musical twin, Renee Trouet. Uh She lives in Nashville on the... So we, I, I was just joking around and said, yeah, we ought to play something that sounds like an Irish jig, you know, and so we just like, I just sang melody, we just made it up. And, and then I, one of my friends is um, Tommy James the Shondell played with them. We've written some gospel songs together and his manager, Kel Ross, heard the song. And she goes, you got to put that on the record because it, it makes me happy. And I thought, yeah, everybody heard it, it makes them happy. So we have that on there as well. Wow. Um, I got um, C CCM, Contemporary Christian Music in the UK, gave us a 10 out of 10 um, rating on the new album, which is very Amazing. nice. Amazing. And I was going to play this little clip. This is, I think, let's see, let's play this. My daddy, Casper and Co. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, um, we we used to have the same manager. So, you know, people are like, how did you get ACDC to promote your record? Well, you know, we've been friends a long time. That is so cool. Now, people can find this new album. Uh, it looks like on Spotify or can they buy? Obviously, they can buy it at your website. And for all, everybody listening, um, the website is caspermcloudmusic.com. And that will also be down in the show notes, just so you know, if you're listening or watching. Um, I mean, it's just, I love the, I, I personally love the power of frequency and like, you know, listening to just different frequencies for the different impacts that it has on our health. I, I just love that. There was someone out of Kansas City I met years ago who um, did a project called Whole Tones and mm -hmm. all about frequencies and the power of frequencies that was kind of when i was first introduced to it which would have been a long time ago i guess now but it was fantastic and so now also let's talk about your new book yeah the new book on um, solutions for end times and uh i i think um let's see i don't know if you have a copy of it can we see that, that... i will open let me open up um here on your web is yeah here it is there it is yeah so i in the chapter, we all got together and we wrote a chapter. What what can we do to help people find solutions to this? And I, I think because you know we're dealing with psychopathic, transhumanist globalist agenda that's playing out. I mean, 
there's more and more evidence all the time. I remember Dr. Kari Matei had shown me um, what was in the, the vials that they were injecting in the people. I mean, the technology, I mean, this is, I think we're looking at fallen angel technology. For sure. So if our world is not on a direct path for the fulfillment, fulfillment of Revelation 13, then the only alternative seems that you, know, you have to ignore something with the most uncanny resemblance to the mark of these systems unfolding right in front of us. Right. On, um, I'd, I'd warned my church back in, uh, I, I guess it was March of 2020 when all this was going on, that um, the, I read from ID, um, Microsoft ID 2020, where it's saying, you know, unless yep. you get our digital, you know, identification um, mark in, in your body, then, you know, they're unlicensed, uninsured experiment, witchcraft injection. That nobody can buy or sell anything. I'm looking at my church. This is March 2020. I'm going like, open your Bible. This is Revelation 13. It's happening right now in front of you. Yeah. But then we got, you know, we have Psalm 91. We have Psalm 23. We don't be fearful of this thing, you know. Yeah. Um, bless the Lord and his, his angels, you know. Um, it was a Psalm 103. Um, excels in strength, you know, hearkening unto the voice of the Lord. So it indicates that. When we speak we're in, uh, and align ourselves with what's pleasing to God, mm-hmm. angels carrying all the assignments on our behalf. Um, you know, if we if we walk in his, in the light as He's light, we have fellowship with one another. The blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses from all sin. I like that arrangement. Yeah, I like that arrangement. Makes it a lot easier, doesn't it? Definitely brings us peace and comfort. That's for sure. I. I invited um, my friend, Dr. Um, Anna McHolcher, to, to, uh, I thought she was doing some really good work exposing some of this corruption with the blood samples. And and so I, I knew she wasn't a, a Christian at this point. I'm praying for her. Mm-hmm. And um, so right before the book went to publication, um, Dr. Michael Spaulding asked me if I'd look over the manuscript. And I, I just changed a couple of words you know, for grammar and something I'd written. And then all of a sudden, I, I ended up writing several more pages, which pushed us over the limit of what they were hoping to, you know, have a book at whatever how many pages it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started. I wrote about Gnosticism. I'm thinking, why am I doing that, Lord? Wow. Well, you know, he, Doctor Spalding, I'm an apologist, and he said, you know, I, I, we have to use what you wrote. It's really good. It's one of the, the most dangerous heretical teachings that happened in the first century. The Gnostics and so Dr. Anna um, promoted the book. Um, she's a lovely person, you know, really kind person. And she, when the book came out, she said, you know, I, I don't believe the way Pastor Casper does, but he invited me to, to participate writing this. And then she started talking about Gnosticism, uh, like it was a good thing. Wow. So there, there you go. Um, <laughs> we, we have a difference of opinion on that. Um, but... Uh, wow. I, I, you know, I, I think the book's really, really good. She didn't say anything that goes contrary to anything the rest of us writers um, had said. So, I mean, we're all mm-hmm. kind of comedy there. The Lord, I think, oversaw the entire project. That's fantastic. So you pastor on the weekends. Do you still gig? Do you still play and travel at all? Yeah, we do. Um, actually, we played just about every day in UK. Most of the time we played twice a day. We played at church in the, in the morning. And then we traveled and we did a concert in the evening and I did another sermon. We did a lot of deliverance as well. Amazing. Um, uh, we'll be doing one coming up in a fortnight with Dr. Karim Day. We've done a lot of things together where, you know, play little 
worship. She comes out and speaks, and then we do a whole concert after that. That is so. I mean, I love the I love the way that kind of our world has changed in the better where like this is what we do now you know you could go and speak the truth you can preach you can sing and perform really good music and you know pray for people to be healed and delivered and yet we're waking them up to the reality of the days we're in it's it's really a remarkable time it is in england i've got friends that um, have a place where henry the eighth once lived wow and they restored this medieval barn and so we added on an extra day. They're, they're just lovely people and wonderful friends. And so we we felt led to go back. Uh, we saw them three weeks earlier. On the way back, we decided to deter and, and stay with them again. And so they added an extra night, and we did an event in their barn, the medieval barn. Mm -hmm. And so it was just that night was just me and my violinist Renee Troy, and we did an acoustic concert. And then I did a whole teaching on deliverance prayed for people so the next day my friends that owned the the, the estate uh, tim and bridget came to find me said that so many people got healed and restored that they felt the whole reason they took the energy and expenses to refurbish the medieval barn was just so we could be in there last night doing the ministry we did which was only one of the nicest compliments i've ever heard yeah wow that's incredible. What an incredible thing that you're doing. And so cool how God has used your life, you know, and it just goes to show, I mean, he, he wants to use all of us. And even though we may go through crazy things and I mean, look at my goodness, you were basically dead and the Lord brought you back and went, okay, now, you know, we got more to do. It's just amazing. What would you like to end with anything, leave anybody with anything as we close out today? I would encourage you to step out in faith and, and trust God at his word. I mean, he used a donkey to speak in Numbers 22, so he can even use an old rock and roller like me. Then he can use you too. So um, I would just pray for each one. And uh, we've all know people now that have been injured by these injection deceptions. Yeah. Uh, I just thank you, Father God, in the almighty name of Jesus Christ, Nazareth, Messiah, Yeshua. I thank you, Lord, for... Uh, ripping off the veil of darkness the, that's an uh, occultism the witchcraft that's been over your people and over your church over this world and uh, as you said we should expose evil doers Ephesians 5:11. so we thank you for these opportunities to do the but I pray right now for anybody that's uh, loved ones or themselves have been injected with something that shouldn't have been in their bodies in the first place with their unlicensed uninsured experimental substances from the depopulationist globalist psychopaths we thank you father god that you're still more powerful than anything else ever and you can change back dna and put it back the way it's supposed to be so we thank you for doing creative miracles for anybody that's suffering with any spirits of infirmity we break its power in the name of jesus yeshua we thank you lord for releasing them now we thank you for divine protection over them and their loved ones thank you for divine protection over sister tanya right now and of family and loved ones in her ministry for doing what she's doing here, um, bringing truth to people that need to hear it. We just thank you for blessing of, with the blessings of Abraham. Bless all your people. Heal them from the crown of their hairs of the soles of their feet. In the almighty name of Jesus. Yes. Amen and hallelujah. Oh, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for praying. That is, oh, such a blessing. I'm, I'm 
glad you played that song fly like superman i was actually preaching when that idea happened and i i said oh lord won't you let me fly like superman destroy the globalist plan punch them in the nose and knock them on the can and so i came home and wrote a song about it i love it but, but it's like it's not the spirit he gave us which is you know the whole chorus is about that's not what you get he wants us to love our enemies yeah to pray for klaus schwab and his nazi gang yeah oh man they, they, you know, look where they're going to be if they don't repent. Yeah. So if they're still, in fact, human and they still can repent, which is right, great, they would be saved and um, they would surrender. Um, and, and I still want them to pay for the crimes against humanity, but I would uh, like yeah. to see them saved. I wouldn't want anybody to, to go to hell for all eternity. That's right. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's it's a tough one. That's a hard one to know that we should be praying for our enemies. And that includes Klaus Schwab and, you know, Yuval Noah Harari and, all these individuals that are so part of the deep state. Well, Pastor McLeod, it was such an honor to have you on the show today. So nice to meet you. Thank you so much for being here. Hang tight just a minute as we finish out the show here. Y'all, thank you so much for joining us. And we opened the show with this, but our scripture of the day is Matthew 10, 8. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, Cast out devils freely you have received, so freely give. That is a charge that the Lord gave us in the Bible, and that's how we should be living. Thanks again so much for watching. As always, you can find out more about me and the show at tanyajoy.tv. Be sure to always catch our daily show at 4.14 p.m. Central on Rumble, our website, all the streaming areas, and catch us on the Blessed News Network at 3 p.m. Eastern every day, Monday through Friday. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. We will see you next time. Here at the Tanya Joy Show, we are growing in many ways. From new marketing strategies, the continual new lineup of guests, and even new show structures. We are constantly working hard on stretching out to reach more people with the truth of God's word and the truth about the days we are in. But we need your help for the next steps. If you would consider partnering with us for just $10 a month, basically the price of going to a coffee shop, it would assure that we can keep on growing. Go to tanyajoy.tv right now and set up auto donate. It will automatically come out every month. And every donation you make is now tax deductible through our nonprofit. We want to keep giving back and we need your help. So thank you from the bottom of our heart for partnering with us in this way. Again, go to tanyajoy.tv right now. And for just $10 a month, you can make a huge difference in how we continue in this fight. Again, that's tanyajoy.tv, $10 a month, set it up, auto pay, and we will be so grateful. Thank you again from the bottom of my heart. God bless you. And remember, truth always wins. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Beauty for Ashes with Tanya Joy. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and remember you were created for such a time as this.